Today on Sagittarian Matters, a very special Shark Tank episode with special guests Jill Soloway and Isaac Soloway Strozier. Stay tuned. Hello from Chicago, Illinois. I come to you from a guest room this evening after a long day of traveling and reading at Quimby's. Quimby's is a zine store in Chicago, and it is the first place I sold, one of the first places I sold my first zine in 1997. My ska zine, Hitman, was for sale at Quimby's, which at the time was called Quimby's Queer Store. Anyway, thank you to everybody there. Thank you to everyone who came out. Thank you to the person who gave me a homemade comic book. And thank you to Wayne for bringing me jerky uh, from the herbivorous butcher, which was really delicious. And Ponyo had a great time, too. I want to mention that my book, Fetch, was reviewed in the New York Times today. That's never happened to me before. That felt like a really big deal. Um, it was reviewed alongside Eileen Miles's book, Afterglow, a dog memoir. And I could not be more proud and in better company and thrilled I am reading with Eileen in New York on October 11th, in case you want to come see us. And my special guest voice for that show is J.D. Sampson. Um, In other news, I'm going to be in Columbus, Ohio this weekend at CXC, which is a Comics Crossroad Festival. And I'm going to be doing a workshop at the Society of Illustrators in New York next month, and one in Philadelphia, and a reading at Amalgam Comics. You can find it all on my Instagram page my Facebook page, or my website, NicoleJGeorges.com. Anyway, what the heck is this week about? Well, this week is a weird episode. It's a very Los Angeles episode of Sagittarian Matters, my friends. It has nothing to do with comics or necessarily queer art. However, queer people did go to see um, a live premiere event for the show Shark Tank, and then we got to meet all the sharks, and you are never going to believe which shark liked me the best. So... That's what we're talking about this week. My guests who are joining me to talk about this are Isaac Soloway Strozier, friend of the show, and uh, transparent creator Jill Soloway, another friend of the show. I hope you enjoy our raucous retelling of our time on the roof with the sharks. And don't forget, season four of Transparent just dropped on Amazon. It is out now and you can watch it. I hope you have a great week. And, as always, the podcast thanks Shoshana Ruth Wechter. Jill and Isaac, welcome back to Sagittarian Matters. Thanks for having us. It's great to be back. Uh, we're here on the eve of your 21st birthday, sort of, to talk about an experience we just had meeting some pretty terrific people. Can you re- tell my listeners what we were just doing? Well, um, I received an email from an entertainment organization letting me know that there would be a special event at the Paley Center in Beverly Hills honoring the premiere of the ninth season of Shark Tank. I RSVP'd to the email. I asked for a couple extra plus ones. And off we went, me, Isaac, Nicole, and my younger son, to enjoy this afternoon of Shark Tank. Can you tell me, what do you like about Shark Tank and what happens on the show? 
I don't think I need to describe what happens on the show. If people want to look it up or go search on Wikipedia, they can do that. Okay. Uh, uh, why I like Shark Tank is that for one reason. Uh, it's always the same, and it's always different. It's always the same, and that they're always sitting in the same chairs. The set is always the same. The the sharks' responses to the things are always a little bit the same. The 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 spiel, the the, the banter, on- the so-called banter. So that's always reliable. But every episode, you get multiple new pitches and new, as A Rod would say, horses and jockeys. Okay, well, put a pin in that, because at this event, there were not only the classic sharks, that being Barbara, Lori, Mark, the Damon, guy, Damon, Damon, John, Damon's John, uh, Barbara, Barbara M- Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary, Kevin O'Leary, Robert Herjavec, how can we forget? Oh but there were new sharks. Who were the new sharks? They are as follows. Bethany Frankel. Alex Rodriguez. And a, and a fellow whose name I don't know, but who's well known as the brand father of Los Angeles for inventing by water. Sometimes they call him the water boy. They call him the Hollywood brand father. And there's a fourth new shark who actually was not on the panel, but who was... Who was... Much uh, lauded! Much lauded! And who was um, sort of... Uh, previewed in the preview and this is i do not know her name but she is the founder of spanx spunks um they also they also teased and touted the possibility of one richard branson joining that is five new sharks i'm sorry five new sharks and when you got there how many people were in this auditorium was it packed well the event was to start at 2 p.m so isaac and i decided to arrive at 1 30 to be safe we were the only people there for a good long time by the time I got there, it was about a fourth full, and then when it started, it was two-thirds full. They were keeping the first... I don't think there are not enough Shark Tank fans. I feel that the event was sorely mismanaged. Um, there was one very special guest, J-Lo. Because yes. J-Lo, J-Lo was dating A-Rod, who was one of the new sharks, and she came to the event... I, I can't imagine why. That was really nice of her. I feel like I would have said, you know, I, why do I have to go to this? Well, s- we were all talking after the event about how J-Lo ended up there, and we all had some different theories. Should we explain? Pretty interesting things to say. What do, what do you think? What was she doing there? She was wearing sunglasses the whole time. Indoors the whole time. I think that there was actually a confusion from the J-Lo A-Rod camp about what the event really was. I think, as this is A-Rod's first season in the tank, he when he read the words premiere event, he thought he was going to a premiere and said, you know what, my wife J-Lo, you should come. Said to her, she said, do you think I should? And he said, honey, you know about my, my new career in entrepreneurialism. It's important. It would be really important for you to come to this. Um, I also think J-Lo did not realize she would be around this many regs and be this sort of... Uh, <laughs> she did not know that this is what she was going to, I she, think. She, she, there was no way she could have predicted the flaccidity of the event. <laughs> None of us could. <laughs> Can you describe how many people were actually in the theater and what? how was this different than a premiere? Uh, this was... Uh, it, well, it occurred at 2 p.m., at the Paley Center in Beverly Hills. Um, there were approximately 30 people there. 
I really was surprised that any of the sharks showed up for this kind of event. <laughs> and all the sharks. All the sharks. Well, so then... The- Should we talk about our VIP moment? Yeah. Well, okay, well, let's... Well, so we're watching it with all the... With all, with all the sharks were there. We were so excited. Mr. Wonderful was staring at me. I kept finding him staring at me. I took a picture of it. I tweeted, Mr. Wonderful is staring at me. And I thought... I was like, Mr. Wonderful's having thoughts about me. Who knew that would ever happen in either of our lives? And afterwards, we got to... That we had a VIP moment. So there were 30 people there all together, and only 15 of them got to carry on <laughs> to the next level of the event. So at this event, they all came so out. call it half. Half. <laughs> up to 15. But, but I want to say in the event, Barbara put out her claws. Oh, the event was moderated by Carlton. <laughs> We have a live we have live audience here. Um, the event was moderated by Carlton <laughs> from Will Smith. From the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Hold, hold on, so Al- Alfonso Ribeiro. <laughs> and this was right after Barbara was on Dancing with the Stars. So there was a lot going on. There was a lot of like AFV flagging for America's Funniest Videos and a lot of Dancing with the Stars talk. A lot of ABC cross brand promotion. A lot. And don't forget they're moving to Sunday Sundays. Sunday nights. Eight o'clock is gonna be America's Funniest But videos. before we before we get to VIP, can you talk about Barbara and what she said about Bethany? Because it caused Alfonso Rivera to say and everyone started to make cat noises. <laughs> claws noises. Has come up with a new brand for herself this year, and the brand is "I hate all women and I love having sex with men." <laughs> That's kind of what she likes to tout herself self as somebody who's always, always in the mood to have sex with whichever men want to have sex with her, which most of the time is zero. In this case, Barbara decided to amp her manhunter personality by openly saying that she was so excited when she heard there were three, she said there were three new sharks, especially but when she found out that two of them were men. And when she met specifically A-Rod and the grandfather. And but when she met Bethany, the only thing she was mad about was that Bethany was so skinny. <laughs> I wish she had gotten fat. And then all the, she said. all the men on the pails were going, <laughs> and that was a real highlight for Shark Tank. They showed some bloopers. Really? Two bloopers. They, they, <laughs> they previewed a blooper reel, and they played two bloopers. One blooper was them all crushing cardboard versions of each other. And I don't remember the other. The other one was them having a pillow fight where Robert kept falling on the floor like he had a head injury. <laughs> That's for the two bloopers. Literally an assistant editor was tasked with putting together the blooper reel and decided to go home early that day. <laughs> he had an event he wanted to make it to. So afterwards. Like, These two things will do. They're gonna, enough bloop. This is the funniest thing that's going to happen all day. They'll be grateful for it. So then they said, meet us on the roof. For well, okay, so I, Carlton made a mistake, I think. A real mistake. Or he was misinformed. There was a lot of mismanagement. A lot of mismanagement. Would you like to explain what happened? Carlton said, or somebody accidentally said, we'll see you all on the roof after the event. Something, I was, uh, someone came up said, to whisk, someone whispered something into Carlton's ear, and then Carlton said, I would love to see you all on the roof afterwards. This sent some assistance fluttering, because a lot of regular folk... About 15 of them. ...were invited to the roof when they <laughs> were not intended to be there. This was a VIP party only for the... Freshest of the fresh, the best of the best, the vippiest of the vip. And so they, everybody just wandered out and stood around trying to figure out what to do. And since we were all trying to go to the roof, I went to a, I went to a worker and said, how do we get to the roof? And she said, you're not going to the roof, you're going over there. And she pointed me towards where all the regs were sent. And we walked away, 
head, to, head down. Head down. Head down. Tails between legs. And then, who would have thunk it? Someone recognized me as famed creator of TV's Transparent. <laughs> 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 You'll be glad to know there's a fantastic coincidence that Sony International distributes Transparent as well as Shark Tank. And a wonderful woman came running over to me and apologized. Her name was Gabriella, and she said, Jill, I'm so sorry you were treated this way. Would you, would you and your family like to come to the roof for the VIP party? <laughs> and so we did. And what a party it was. <laughs> <laughs> An open bar. Imagine. White wine. Both Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay. All for <laughs> Wolfgang Puck's wine, by the way. <laughs> What's a Wolfgang Puck's wine? And it's mattering. Of all the sharks you could talk to, standing on the roof in the hot, hot sun and wondering what they were doing. <laughs> I don't want to jump to the end of the story, but I want to say that Mr. Wonderful's head was burning because he was not appropriately head attired or sunscreened. One thing that was odd was that since we were not really invited to the roof, we were the only ones there that weren't working. Everybody on the roof was either sharks or family members of sharks or producers or family members of producers or journalists sticking things into the faces of sharks. Janky-ass media. Like myself. And so then it was just us among all these people who really had no reason to be there other than to try to take pictures with sharks. Well, so let's talk about... We did take photographs with every shark, and suddenly the dock crew started to notice that it seemed as though there were actual fan experiences happening that they should film. So we had to sign releases because we're going to be in Shark Take when they say say, the sharks enjoyed a sumptuous premiere on the rooftop of Beverly Hills Bailey Center. It was a studded event. Okay, let's let's do a breakdown of who we met and what we thought of them. So, uh, Robert... Robert? No. Wait, Mark? Go ahead. It seemed like some of the more experienced sharks... Decided, you know what, I've been to this kind of event before. I don't think I need to go to the roof and hang out with these people. So, your various Mark Cubans, Robert Herjavec's. I think Jayla, when she figured out what kind of event she was at, told A-Rod they were leaving. Um, so, the, the, the sharks that actually made it onto the roof, um, it was just less than the full, the, the, the full assemblage of sharks. Yeah, it was not the full tank. Um, okay, so, but the first person to talk to us was Mark Cuban in the lobby before we were escorted because we had a child with us and he wanted to make sure that Felix had a good time. So that was nice. He did come right up to us and say to Felix, Did you have a good time? Yeah. And uh, so on the roof, the first person we talked to was Barbara. Barbara. We didn't get any Lori time in, which was queer because we all are Lori fans. And she was wearing a patented long sleeve dress. I did stand next to her in the free line. For drinks, I got water. She was getting white. They were all getting white wine in the middle of the day. So did I. So did you. She was wearing a dress made of a, a wetsuit, as she does. Yeah. <laughs> She's afraid of her upper arms. She's she has a very strange relationship with her upper arms. You never see them. You don't even know if she has them. But um, okay, we talked to Barbara first, and can you tell us what you said to Barbara? She have spanks on her arms. She has arm spanks. I think she might wear spanked arms. That is faith. That is faith coming in here. Huge Shark Tank fan. I I just want to say, Nicole, I was so happy that you were there, but I was very jealous. I wanted to be there, too. I wanted you to be there. I'm sorry you couldn't be there. I was just thinking if you had an upper arm spanks, you could call it flanks. Flanks. That's true. That's true. Had them anywhere. Okay, so Barbara. Barbara. So I was just trying to say something quickly, and because I was so flustered, because I was so excited to see her after her Dancing with the Stars. Can we talk about what, what she was wearing? A gorgeous little tangerine suit. A little tangerine 
plain suit. She was wearing a little tan, a little hot, a little a little popping, a hot little tangerine suit with gold heels. With yeah, a couple of gold heels. <laughs> okay, so you went up to Barbara. You were trying to make some convo, and guys, I I just very quickly was trying to refer to the fact that she hates women, <laughs> and so I tried to say something funny, which was, I know you hate women, but maybe I'm a mannish woman, and she said. I'm up for anything, anytime. <laughs> I'm back to a slutty. Did she say that she liked your haircut? She did. I think she said she liked my hair. Oh, she said, can I touch it? I think Barbara touched my hair. She did. Yeah. I blacked out. <laughs> and it's coming back. She said, can I touch your hair? And I said, of course. And then she said something like, maybe I'm going to do that. Yeah, she said, she made it. She, she, she feigned toward me in a lesbianish way. As many reality stars have. Who could forget the Emmys of last year when Lisa Vanderpump had a lot of questions about my queer lifestyle. What? You don't, Lisa, you don't know about this? No. Oh, separate man. podcast. Oh, my God. Because you know Lisa Vanderpump has her dog charity, and so now... I know you're a fan. Google it. There's a picture. Yeah, there's a picture of us. Of together. her trying to les out with you? No, just asking questions. <laughs> okay, so... There was a moment where I thought Lisa Vanderpump was going to be Isaac's next mommy. <laughs> Can Lisa, you give... Who, was, who, was, who did Lisa bring around with her that night? What, what was her daughter's oh, name? Pandy. Pandy. Pandy was there. <laughs> Pandy was there. Was Jiggy there? <laughs> Jiggy was not there, no. I've got Pandy's phone number in my phone. Yeah, Jiggy was at the taxi room. No. Yeah, go ahead. Get your phone. You're getting Pandy doxxed. <laughs> okay, so we met Barbara. Who else? Who was next on your shark Wait, list? Wait, I just Demond? say that I... <laughs> How many ministers are really still here into this? Wait, can I say... We're 14 minutes in. I said to Barbara, because the night before, me and my Aunt Faith and Jill, my mother Jill... Uh, watched Barbara on the first episode of Dancing with the Stars, and I said, I just watched you on Dancing with the Stars. You are fantastic. And she said, oh, did you vote for me? And I said, I watched it on DVR, so it was at the wrong time. She said, I got the least amount of votes. You got to vote for me. And I felt bad. She's bragging that nobody likes her. I told her that America has no taste. And she said, thanks, thanks. I like that. Can I use that? (laughs) Nicole Georges says America has no taste. All right, who do we see so after Barbara? Approached to Demond John. Damon John. I don't think it's spelled D A M O N. It's spelled like Demond. No, I don't think there's a D. I yeah, think there's it's a Damon D on it. Oh, it's Damon? No, I think there's a D on it. It's spelled like Demond. Uh, potato, Damon potato. He, he was fun. He did a selfie for us. He, he taught he, me how to take a great selfie. It looked like he, he, I, he, he was rather uninterested in us. He was uninterested. Oh, he did give us a tip about something. What was it? Is he the one that told us about how they film? No. So, somebody told us how they film. It was, it was uh, unremarkable. All right. Oh, Bethany told us how they film. Bethany, to me, when we approached Bethany Frankel, who she looked, she looked like she was like 40 pounds. She looked great. Um, she looked, everything looked tight. And fresh she, from Birkenau. Fresh from Birkenau. <laughs> That's nice. And um, she seemed okay talking to us, but then when you asked her for a selfie, I feel like her, her face fell. I don't her, think she was happy about any of it. I felt like she was like at a four or a five in the conversation, and Joe was like, oh, can we take a picture with you? And she fell to like a two or a one. She did not want to be Her there. mask shifted, and you could see what was underneath for a second, and she wasn't happy with it. But she took a selfie with us. But I think even if you look at the photo, you can tell she's not happy. She had a psychic pain that day. <laughs> but she did tell us that they film most of the show in two weeks, two in ten-hour days, no, and no, each no. pitch takes an hour. An hour. And so they had to sit. Ten, hour, ten hours a day. Days are long, but I 
didn't know that they filmed it all in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. And so then they try to, like, jazz it up. Twice a year for two weeks. So far, the editing on that show is incredible. The editing must be incredible. So then they jazz it up. By the end, they have, like, the beer... The beer concoctions oh, towards the end. Yes, that's, we spoke to one of the producers who said they'd give the fun pitches at the end of the day like the so they're not, like, de- killed. So they're, like, so they're waking up. And Bethany told us that after the show, their lawyers go and do their due diligence to make sure that the deals There's can be a, real. There was a lot of due diligence. They told us about how much due diligence there was. They, they have to do a lot of due diligence. Got said a lot. They have to do their due diligence after the show's over and make sure that the investment is worth it. Who we talk about our conversation with Mr. Wonderful? So I mean, this is what it's, this, this whole thing has been leading up to this. I was like, please, can we see? I was stalking him, essentially. I'm going to say something. Without Nicole J. Georges, we would not have had this lengthy interaction with Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> because she was saying, I want to go meet Mr. Wonderful. And we were saying, oh, haven't we had enough? Haven't we done enough? We've met all these sharks. Let's just get out of here while we can. And she was saying, no, 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 while we're up. Let's get out while we're up. And she was saying, no, 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 I really want to go meet him. I really want to take a photo with him. And then thank God for her because we I, – I don't know what the time amount was that we were talking to him. But it was double digits minute-wise. We were in the double digits of minutes, at least 10 minutes. I was recording for at least seven minutes. And then I stopped recording. We to him for the low double digits. In fact, as long as we're talking about it, let's – Let's go to the tape. Today I sold um, plated to Albertsons for $300 million, the largest Shark Tank deal ever done. And I walked over to Cuban and said, beep. Like, you know, we want to compete. It's fun. Yeah, we're it's like, not about getting now, now, I'm, now I'm back on top. Now you got to beat me. you got to get more than $300 million. Yeah. It's not easy to do, and it was a hell of a deal, but it's yeah. the best Shark Tank deal in history, and now you got to come and... Go to my level of game. Yeah, it's, it's not about the earning. No, no, no. It's about no. the game. No, I, I want to help people become, you know, in America, what we have is if you're successful, you're free. I, I don't think about the money. I think about the freedom to do whatever you want. I don't have to pick up the phone. I don't have to do anything. I want other people to get there, too. Yeah. And I love the fact that nobody can fire me. I love that. Yeah. That's what Bezos told me. I asked him that same question. I was like... What are you doing? What right. is it you're doing? And he's like, I am watching people I love succeed. Right. And so I've got a family of 44 companies. They hire thousands of people. We're all in it together. Every day there's a nightmare. One company's blowing up and another's being sold. There's like a human drama playing out. The phone's ringing with all the crazy shit that's happening. Nancy's here somewhere trying to get me in another place and do this and that. And then I just at the end of the night I say, where's the next bottle of good wine? Yeah. Okay, but so what else about our interaction with him? I mean... Well, I would so, can I say something? Yes. That you're half Lebanese. So it was a just sort of fine discussion, you know, of exchanging niceties. And then you say that you're Lebanese. Syrian. Syrian. No, he says that he's Lebanese. And you say I'm Syrian. And then uh, something, with uh, the conversation took a real left turn. Quickly shifted to lamb. <laughs> oh, eating raw lamb as a child. He's, he, he got he got kind of a boner when I said he was like, "Oh, that must have been really good quality lamb," because it's because there's a Syrian dish that's raw lamb, and so it it is good quality lamb. As a vegan now, I don't think my listeners really want to hear about that. But this conversation shifted. I feel like we had a moment. He, I, he leaned in. We had synergy. Yeah, he well, he stepped closer, and there was really we all really had a moment. I feel like. I feel like you guys almost fell back at that moment. We, it was just we fell back and let them talk. The listeners, that Jill's brushing her teeth now. <laughs> Jill's brushing her teeth. <laughs> uh, you brush your teeth with your mouth open. Me too.
Versatile, versatile. Okay. Um, but, I, you know, we just had a great conversation about how they put quinoa and tabbouleh in Syrian food here. And uh, then I felt like real wherever you go, there you are. I have a moment to have the ear of a billionaire. And what I want to talk about is complaining about inappropriate food in other food. Something interesting about Mr. Wonderful is that he is Lebanese, right? Yeah. He kept asking us for good Lebanese restaurants in L.A. And we had no good answers for him. I, we kept saying, Marouche, is that Lebanese? I don't think it is. He was like, it needs to be like a Lebanese grandma making it. And yeah. the place I go, the food is made by like white hipster people, which is why there's quinoa in there. Yeah. So I wasn't going to tell him the name of Dune, which is my favorite place in Atwater Village. Don't get the quinoa. You were going to tell him to go to Dune. I would never tell him that. I just can't imagine him rolling in there in the first place. <laughs> I, think he'd, well, I think he'd think it was a cute, cool little spot. I feel like maybe like, he, this place is real hip. He'd send his assistant's assistant in there and get something and then be disappointed in it and it's throw it down. Like is it okay? Great. Just left, so. Yeah, I guess so. You, um, Mom, just before you leave, do you have anything else to add about Mr. Wonderful in our day? Yeah, just to button it up. Just a button? Oh, we did get a goodie bag. Did you like your goodie bag? Yeah, we got some wonderful things. We got one of those sponge things that's a smiley scrub face. Daddy. Oh, scrub Daddy. We got a Scrub Daddy. And it's an afternoon I won't soon forget. Is he still your favorite? Who's oh. your favorite? Mr. Wonderful. Oh, you remember. Yeah. yeah, I'll always love him. I want to say... Like in person, did, it, did he add up? Here's, here's what I'll say. Oh, Would, he does have a... This joke, I don't want to say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey. What if he hears this? Woody, he, Kevin, are you listening? I found him to be. I found him quite more attractive in person than I thought from TV when I was up close and personal. I'll say it, but you have to promise to cut it. Then I think that we should say it, pers- like whisper it later or something. Okay. Producer Chris has a newborn baby. I can't add more cuts than I need to. Um, I want to say. Thing gonna play in. Quite possibly. I just want to say that I posted a video that Jill took of me and Mr. Wonderful talking on Instagram, and my Instagram followers got very upset because apparently he's the Donald Trump of Canada, yeah. which I didn't realize because why Why would I look into the private lives of any of the sharks or public lives or political lives of any of the sharks? I mean, it's a show about capitalism that's like talking about Walmart as the best thing that could happen to a person and big like box, big box. Yeah, <laughs> outsourcing stuff to China to make it cheaper. So I'm just not really like the moral bar of Shark Tank isn't really part of my enjoyment of the show. Right. So I apologize to anyone I disappointed pointed but i still it's just entertainment and i'm sorry that entertainers are now politicians but here's what i will say about this is maybe delete this but maybe he is you know some sort of far-right zealot that ran for president but of all the sharks we met that day we really i think had the best connection with miss with kevin o'leary mr wonderful so for what that's worth um you know he really, he really seemed interested in us much more than any of the other sharks did. Sure. So this podcast, I want to say, um, watch Transparent season four and watch Shark Tank season no. nine on Sundays. An unlikely combo after AFV. After AFV, you can hosted tune into Shark hosted by Carlton. You can tune into Shark and also vote for Barbara on Dancing with the Stars. It's all she has. All right, thanks a lot, everyone.
Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Panyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. to be a Seinfeld. But have you ever noticed that I never try to sell you Blue Apron on the podcast? Or that we do not disparage and bemoan trips to the post office in favor of stamps.com? Well, it is because we have no advertisers. Zero. Producer Chris, producer Ponyo, and myself do this out of the goodness of our hearts because we like it. If you would like to tip producer Chris Sutton, who dedicates hours to this series every week, Please, 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 please send your tip of $5, $10, who knows how much. That's your business via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That is hornet, like the insect, leg, like one of his appendages, at gmail.com. If you do this, we will read your name on the podcast. Isn't that exciting? We may have advertisers someday and we'll rant and rave about free sex toys and mattresses and blue apron and whatever but in the meantime thank you we appreciate your support and i look forward to saying your name on the podcast producer ponyo looks forward to it too that was ponyo's voice don't be scared bye